Hello and welcome to episode 203 of Effect. The dead are walking. I'm Matthew. And I'm Dave. And as usual, we've got a packed show for you. Um, the, the the highlight of the show later on is uh, my interview with uh, Matthias Johnson-Hacker of Freely, talking all about the Walking Dead universe, which is really exciting for me. I'm a huge fan, and it was great to talk to Matthias again. So we've got that a bit later on. But before we get to that, we have our usual tour around the world of gaming, where we've got a few things to say about conventions in the UK, about UK Games Expo. There's a little bit of news coming out about Dragon Meat today as well um, that we'll talk about. Then we've got um, a couple of games that are coming out that we've seen in the last few days that we will talk about those as well. So Terminator, Terminator 2, uh, in fact, and um, Tales from the Lone Lands for the One Ring. And that's our show for this time. Uh, <laughs> that sounded like I was wrapping up, didn't it? So, yeah, well, bye. well done. Bye. Thanks for and coming. You, you kind of said it. You've announced all the news as well. So, uh, <laughs> Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye. May the icons bless your adventures. <laughs> yes, we've we've done one in under two minutes. Uh, okay. So anyway, no, we, we we have got some other details uh, to give. Um, I don't know whether you mentioned our new patron's name, for example. I, no, I didn't. Don't know. So um. Uh, you know, we we obviously again want to thank all of our patrons for uh, being patrons of ours and supporting us. And obviously, we have a new one who's joined us in the last couple of weeks, Matthew. Yes, I want to say welcome to Manuel. Um, Manuel doesn't have a surname, yeah. And Manuel, I just want to say I'll write to you. I haven't actually. I normally write everybody a kind of welcome message. Uh, you joined last week, and I just haven't had the time to sit down and write that message but i will i will um, point out the, the swag that you can find online but also i want to persuade you and if you're listening now i'm going to persuade you now join the discord because it is dave what is our discord it is the nicest place on the internet unless you don't like mad max fury road in which case get ready for <laughs> bullying okay we had this conversation, yeah, but, and it's, it's been Dave, relentless. Everybody every likes day, Mad Max every, Fury Road. Every day, someone who will remain Paul, nameless, Paul, bastard, <laughs> uh, has been reminding me with a, with a lovely gif um, of, of the fact that I'm not a fan of Fury Road. And everybody else <laughs> is, apparently. So, anyway. And we I, all cheer and put our thumbs up every time one of those gifs is produced. We all know what your thumbs up, mate. <laughs> uh, right. Anyway, um, yes, welcome, it is Manuel. generally welcome. the Thank nicest place in the universe. Uh, e even when we're bullying Dave, and let's face it, <laughs> he deserves it. You know, Manuel, don't you? You know, Manuel, that Dave deserves it. Really, it's it's um, ban it's banter. It's not bullying. It's banter. Yeah, we would love to hear your opinion of Fury Road, Dave. Uh, uh, no, we don't. Uh, we would love to hear well, Manuel's well, opinion. Well, now you ask my opinion of Fury Road. <laughs> I won't do it We've again. We've heard your opinion two episodes ago. We don't need to do it again. No. I want to keep this recording short because I'm. We're not recording this on Sunday morning as we have been. Our we're recording time. it at the end of a week from hell, at least for me, on Friday evening. And I want my tea, so uh, we're yes. just going to crack on, Dave. We're going to crack. We on. are. It's going to be the shortest episode ever, but not quite just two minutes. So, right then. Okay then. Let's crack on. Um, World of Gaming. 
first things first. What's yeah, I think it's about time we need to tell everybody that we are going to UK Games Expo and we will be there in the... It's the first weekend of June, isn't it? It is, yeah. Or the very last day of May. I can't remember uh, how it goes. It is. Um, let me just check on my calendar. No, it is. It's... Uh, well, for us, it's Thursday the 1st through to Sunday the 4th. For for punters, yeah. it's Friday the 2nd to Sunday the 4th. Because obviously we have to get there and set up before Friday morning. So yeah, first first weekend in June, everyone. And uh, all sorts of exciting things are happening. Uh, we are going to be having the biggest free league stand ever. <laughs> um, and I think that's probably... Uh, well, I think it might be the biggest free league stand anywhere ever. else ever, as ever. well. Oh, okay. Because cool. um, we've got a whole island... Uh, and it'll be off Free League Street or Free League Avenue. One of the uh, one of the roads is named. It's going to have a great big banner above us, so you'll know where yeah. we are. Wherever it's going to be a suspended banner this time. Yeah, for the first time, we're going to have a yeah. banner hanging from the ceiling above our heads. That We've wanted cool. a suspended banner ever since Alien, but uh, we're finally getting one now. Yes, uh, and and with it, just like actually when we first went to UK Games Expo, you and me, Dave. We were there to um, to show everybody Alien before it had come out. We were. And we were running little games in the stand. And it was quite a tight fit, wasn't it? <laughs> a tight fit. I mean, it was tiny. Um, Free, yeah. League, Free League were a bit late to the party that year. And um, had, a, had a... Well, it was, re- it was tiny. It was about the size of a car parking space. You know, maybe slightly yeah. bigger, but not much. And uh, they fitted three of them, plus you and me running a our demos of Alien in there. But that was quite cool because we were up near the food hall at the back. So a lot of people were actually, you know, seeing Yeah, yeah. Seeing I us, thought but... that we were going to be somewhat disappointed in terms of pa- passing trade. But it wasn't just the food. There was a food hall, but there was also the bring and buy queue yes. was there as yeah. well. So we actually got quite a lot of passing trade and we sold out of Alien in no time at all. <laughs> well, this time we'll be running a bunch of games, different games from the Free League portfolio we haven't quite decided what they are but there will be a table there and you'll be able to sign up for games there there'll be relatively short sessions so that we can see a few of them and once more there will be five of us nobody from sweden uh it's going to be you and me dave and uh three other crew who you might have met at other um free league stands what we have run but uh, (laughs) we'll be there we will Including for the first time, actually, one person you might know and might know, Paladin, uh, Paladin Neil, is going to be joining us. Um, so he'll be yeah. there for the first time he'll behind be the stand, helping us. And out, not just exactly. being our box boy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and not getting paid for helping us. So this time, yeah, uh, well, this time he is getting he's paid. A, he's official this time, yeah, which is great. He's official. Um, the other things we've got going on though, um, we are going to do our first ever uk games expo recording of the podcast on yes. the sat- on the saturday afternoon five o'clock so um come and find us if you want to be a part of the audience uh, we can have heckling we can have audience discussion of fury road and other things and uh, yes. that'll, that'll be fun um we've never done that before um so it's going to be an interesting experience doing it i mean Maybe we'll end up doing it on our own because nobody will be interested enough to come and listen. Yeah, maybe so. that nobody turns up. I know so, Neil's but, not going to turn up for a start because I think we've given him time off to... He'd already signed up for a game. I yeah, he, that's the same time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But um, 
uh, yeah, so that should be great fun. Really looking forward to doing that. And I do hope we get a few people and get a bit of audience participation into the uh, into the podcast. That would be really cool. Uh, the yeah. other thing on the Friday, on the Friday afternoon, um, the last couple of years, I've been lucky enough to be invited to run a little workshop, and I've been invited again to do that. So I should be running a workshop on ooh, what have I? What have I? What title have I gone for? Um, Ten. I can't remember what time you've gone for. I don't care. Number no, title. So Friday at two o'clock. Oh. Is, uh, is my little session, and it's uh, going to be uh, hints and tips for better writing and game design, a freelancer's perspective, because I can really say that now, because I am a full-time freelancer. <laughs> Proper oh, freelancer. I'm, well, I might not be. For more than if, one company. If, if it goes horribly wrong, I might be, you know, I might be back at the old day job You might be an ex-freelancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it will be an ex-freelancer's perspective, so we'll see. But that's good fun. Really looking forward to, look, looking forward to both of those. That should be really good. That's great. That's great. And um, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything. When we'll be at the stand, of course, and I might try and get some swag to hand out. I'm feeling that we should be handing out some swag. Oh, that's another thing I actually wanted to say uh, when we were talking about our new patrons. We've just paid our hosting bill, which is the biggest expense of the year. Um, so I just want to say thank you to everybody for that one, because that's really what the Patreon's all about. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you. Um, and part of that, I thought I would announce here first that we, if 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 you are a top level patron, you get real physical swag from us. Uh, we have given out uh, some badges in the past. I think we should do that again. I think we've got some of those nice little metal pins that we ought to yeah, give out, and cool. um, a bunch of patches as well. So, uh, so if you want a patch drop us a line on patreon with your address in and we will send out a patch um to you or patch and badge whatever we'll send out some swag to everybody (laughs) that supported us over the years um oh right and talking about conventions again different convention this time we just heard today that we'd heard at dragon meet that they were looking for a new venue last year and what have we heard today dave um they're still looking for a new venue for next year. I think yeah. is the um, is the the update that we that was put out that I saw on on Facebook, um, where they're obviously looking at I think you know the Excel potentially and was it the O2 as well as an as an option? No, it wasn't the O2. That would be no. lovely. No, it was um, the place is just down the road from where they are, Olympia. Olympia. Which as soon as I read that word, I thought, oh shit, that would be dreadful. You can't play games in Olympia, big echoey old nineteenth century <clears throat> space. And apparently they went and visited and they decided that you can't play games at Olympia. Yeah. So I think they, so, they I think they found that the, you know, the, the locations, I think both of them were great in some respects, but really didn't manage to, to deliver everything that they would want for... I think they would for, have for gone for Excel, is, but... What is Dragon Meat, you know? Yeah. Is, they had, it's all they, about getting together and playing games. It's not just about the big trade hall. It's not just about getting more traders through the door. Mm. It is about that community side of things. I mean, and they all are, you know. Um, and, and obviously they want to have the ability to, to get the people together and get them playing games and, and, and have plenty of seminars and the like. So... Um, I think the uh, you know the bottom line at the end of all of that is watch this space uh, yeah, to see watch this see space. what what will happen. It is going to stay on the same dates though. It is first weekend yeah. in December. Yeah, absolutely. And that was and the issue with Excel. They could have they could have done it at Excel, but the only weekend available was the last weekend before Christmas. 
Oh, and I thought people I didn't might have okay. other stuff on it. Yeah, no, that's a, that's that's the main issue with Excel. For me, uh, it would have been perfect because I would no longer have had to go into a year-long negotiation with my wife about gaming on her birthday weekend. I, I would have loved it to be the last weekend before Christmas. But, <laughs> but I don't think they should organise the whole convention around me. <laughs> no. Well, actually, around Sue, you know, because, you know. Yeah, around my <laughs> wife's birthday. Yeah. 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 No, um, cool. But that would be good. Um, I we obviously haven't confirmed anything yet, but I fully suspect that we will be there representing Free League again uh, this coming year. And I love Dragon Unless we do a really bad job at UK Games Expo. Yeah, we haven't done a bad job yet, though. We have I not. Think, no, yeah. we've done a good job. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I, well, I love both UK Games Expo and Dragon Meat for, for slightly different reasons, naturally enough, because they have a different feel to them. But, uh, yeah, really looking forward to both of those this year. That'll be, that'll be cool. And actually, if it does end up being at the Novotel again with Dragon Meat, that, that, apart from the horrendous drive through London on a Friday afternoon, if I've got to bring some heavy stuff, um, it's a great place for me personally, um, you know, I love it there, but I, I, I can understand why they might want to move it somewhere bigger. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, we have an international audience, Dave. And although some of our international audience has travelled to the UK just to see us at UK Games Expo, Superb. the rest of them probably don't want to hear too much about UK conventions. So shall we move on to other elements of the world of gaming? Yeah. So, um, we weren't going to mention this last time, but we completely forgot. Um, but Nightfall Games are, I think they're, I'm not sure if it's on pre-order or whether they just announced they're working on it, are, are working on a, a new book for their Terminator line, which is the Terminator 2 source book. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I've kind of lost my notes on that. Uh, yeah, but, well, I, I can remind you a little bit about what you might have thought was exciting about that. I, I don't. And that is, you can play a Terminator in with the Terminator 2 source book. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's funny, isn't it? I mean, for a role-playing game... Um, oh, that's the wrong one. For a role-playing game, playing something that probably is just the stereotype... Um, that might not be so much fun, generally. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a it's a tough um, one, isn't it? I think um, maybe there is a, maybe there is something you can explore in a Terminator where it's it's slowly breaking its programming or something. Um, but you know, in Terminator Two, Arnie is sent back with specific programming and orders to protect John Connor, mm-hmm. and that at any that, cost. Does that take some agency away from the player who's playing that Terminator? I suspect I don't it does. Know. I... It might be fun for a while, but I'm not sure it'd be something that would be great fun for a campaign. It's not a campaign, is it? Um, no. So, I, I, did you ever see the Sarah Connor? Co- well, called Sarah Connor Chronicles. <laughs> the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Um, yes. <laughs> no, I never did watch any of that. No. So that that's divided into two seasons. The first of which is chef's kiss brilliant and the second of which is a bit of a dog's dinner um and there's a number of terminators there that one of which shows absolutely no opportunity for uh campaign play but the other two one of them played by summer glow and one of them played by the ginger-headed woman out of the scottish band 
whose name I can't remember, just gone out of my head entirely. Um, and they're great. Those two are great and potentially campaign worthy. But I right, don't know, okay. what, you know. This isn't the Sarah Connor Chronicles uh, source book. This is the T2 source book. Yeah. And given no, the Terminators no, do, on display yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, one of the things, I mean, I've, I've, I've never played Terminator, actually. I, never, I, I don't own it. But it is something that in some way interests me, but particularly around doing a campaign around the war. I'm, I'm less interested in doing, you know, it might be fun for a one shot to recreate Terminator or Terminator 2, the movies. But I'd be more interested in doing, you know, the the future war <clears throat> and, and a campaign around mm. that. You could possibly do that with a group of Terminators as your players. Mm, yeah, you possibly, possibly could. It might again. It might limit the role playing side of it a bit, perhaps. But and well, be actually, again... you're just beginning to get me a little bit excited mm. because that... if you think about that future war, it happens in a different way in every timeline. So you know, they foil the creation of Terminators, and yet Terminators still happen in time for the next movie. So <laughs> if you think yeah. about it, yeah. You know, there's a way, there's potentially a very interesting thing of eternal war where you're going to be in a war and maybe Terminator is going to be on different sides of this war and different things. But, it, you know, in the end, it always ends up with we've got to send somebody in the past to change history. We don't yeah. care what they're doing in the past to change history. But, oh, here we are back again fighting the war because history has been changed. But we're in a different way. Again. That might be a bit of fun. Yeah. 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 So interesting, but um, anyway, I thought I'd, actually I've just looked it up. It's um, it will be coming out on Kickstarter, um, a date to be uh, to be confirmed, but um, coming soon. Yes. Um, and in that, yeah, you can play your playable Terminators. It also intro introduces T one thousands. I don't think as playable implied by the note on on Kickstarter here. Um, but yeah, if you're interested, you can sign up on Kickstarter to get a notification, and. When we hear about the date, we'll obviously mention it on the show. Um, I'm just racing ahead now with the rest of the gaming news. We're a little bit light on gaming news because I haven't <clears throat> even really had a chance to look at the news. All I can do is um, guffaw and act surprise at what you're about <laughs> to tell me about um, a new release for the One Ring. Okay, you need to, you need to, you know, you mean you need to nail this, Matt. If you don't guffaw and act surprise sufficiently well. Then I'm not going to let you do it again, okay? <clears throat> so anyway, um, as of ooh, about a week ago, maybe ten days ago now, uh, Free League announced that they are um, uh, they're producing Tales from the Lone Lands for the One Ring as an expansion. Uh, this delves a bit deeper into Middle Earth, um, looking at the northwest of uh, of Middle Earth. So I'm guessing that probably just still covers. Yeah, Arnor and Lindon and those kind of areas, I'm thinking. Um, there are six scenarios that come with it. And I haven't looked into it in any great detail. I'm not going to buy it, personally, because I'm not playing the One Ring at the moment. And even though I took my One Ring book off the shelf just before we started recording to have a little look at it because of, because of this bit of news, and I got that lovely feeling of, oh, isn't this a beautiful book? And, oh, I really want to play this. Very similar to the feeling I get with Verson. I don't know when I'm going to play it anytime soon. Yeah. So I'm. I think so I I'm might gonna... get it. Yeah, sorry, go on. 
I, I think I might get it. That's what I was going to say. I think yeah, I might okay. get it. Yeah, so I'm, um, I'm... because <laughs> yeah, we're not doing very well. Are we? we can tell it's Friday after like late, like early evening, and we're both a bit tired. Uh, yeah, um, as opposed to Sunday morning when we're both a bit tired. But at least then <laughs> um, we're waking up rather than yeah. getting worse, I guess. So what I was going to say then, because I then thought you were looking to me to expand that, I think I might get it because I've had a similar sort of feeling to you and I really do want to run it or have somebody run it. Um, and yeah, I might run it for, I, I don't know, I might try and organise a regular game at the game shop. They really enjoyed the starter set. I think they mm. might be up for doing an adventure and unlike the previous book the ruins of ruinous land or whatever it was called this uh, is a more the, the, the ruins of the lost realm i think you're thinking of. ruins of the lost realm thank you very much uh this is i understand it to be a more structured actual little mini campaign uh so there's less work for me as a gm and i might i might buy it for that reason yeah um, and it's all set. You know, the adventures assume that you are playing at the time of the One Ring, um, the time that the book is set. So it's not taking you kind of anywhere else in terms of the the setting or the or the or the, the, the timeline of of Lord of the Rings. But that looks cool. Always looks good. Um, but yeah, so they've announced that. Uh, I'm not sure what point it's going to be up for um, pre-ordering. Pre-order, yeah. But. Um, our friend Doug, who runs the Free League uh, YouTube channel, uh, had Thomas on yesterday. And I must admit, I haven't even listened to this, but I've seen a bunch of excitement from a bunch of Coriolis fans that there is mm. something new happening in the world of Coriolis and Costa is involved. Costa Costulis, that is. So cool. I'm looking forward to that. But we'll bring you more news or even um, somebody to come and talk about it. Uh, as as soon as we can, yeah, I'm sure we could get Costa on the show because I think he's always always up for having a chat about yeah. stuff. That'd Maybe really we can cool. go over to go over to Sweden and get him drunk again and get those secrets out of him. <laughs> That's fine by me. I'm always yeah. up for doing that. So <clears throat> then I can Let's combine a can combine a family trip as well. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Right. Um, shall we cut to the chase though because the other big bit of news in the world of gaming is the yes. kickstarter for the walking dead has gone live absolutely indeed did you back it Ooh, i have backed it yes i have what um, what backer number are you oh 2300 and something so i didn't <laughs> i wasn't i mean it was on the first day i was still within i don't know about six hours of it opening but um do you want to know no, what backer number i am dave what for the Walking Dead universe? Yeah. Are you? I, well, you're not. I assume, aren't you? Hey, <laughs> you want? Yeah, you, you'd imagine that, wouldn't you? But no, I'm back at number four. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I hadn't thought you were going to back it. I I don't know that I am. I may well okay. just cancel my pledge. But the thing was that I, there was a really boring moment in a meeting I was at at work, and it was kind of coming up to whatever it is, two o'clock or whatever, and I thought. Oh, I wonder whether um, you know the kick whether Kickstarter has gone live yet. And I just idly flipped <clears> to my <throat> phone, and it said, "Oh, there's sl something slightly weird about the page that said content not loading or something." So I just re redid it, and bam, it all appeared. 
And I think I caught it at the moment that it actually went live. Okay. And I thought, oh, right. oh, I wonder if I could be number one. I'll just, I'll buy something. And I bought, <laughs> I bought the, you know, I scrolled down and I bought the full physical version of everything. Right, yeah. Um, 99 um, or 990 euro uh, Krona pledge or whatever it is. Okay. And that, the, yeah, so I'm back at number four. And I'm quite proud of that. I think that's the earliest back at number I've ever had. Yeah. Um, I was so that's like my number news. eight. I think I was like something like number eighteen for Twilight two thousand. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm back at number four yeah. for 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 Walking Dead, mate. Eighteen, so, for... ah, I spit on your eighteen. <laughs> well, I don't bother trying to get up the list anymore. It doesn't make any difference. Um, but no, that surprised me. I, I hadn't I hadn't got you down for doing that, and I and I, I accept you might then cancel, you know, later yeah. on. Yeah. But I, I hadn't thought you'd even bother doing that. Um, so two but, things made me do that. Not, quite apart from the the timing issue, which which I thought was just an opportunity <laughs> I had to try and do. Because you were bored. Obviously, so, uh, I was hoping I might be back at number one. But yeah. the other thing that interested me was one of the spreads that was. I don't even think it was on the website. I think it was on Polygon or something a bit earlier on that I'd seen. One of the spreads about the character said, "Your character has issues, and there was going to be an issues mechanic in the game." And um, I'm intrigued by that. Uh, so that's the other thing that made me slightly interested in the thing that I thought I wasn't going to be interested in at all. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so that, that um, I'll, I might look at that in my... I may go down to a PDF or I may go down to just the core book. I quite like the special edition core book, but I think it's a bit expensive. Um, I, I liked it. I didn't like it enough to shill out the extra money for it. Um yeah. Because I, I also very much like the the standard edition cover. I think that's really cool. But um, yeah, I'm I'm less keen on that. But yeah, I think but, I think the I know what they've done because obviously on the very first episode of The Walking Dead, you've got the door with the things they don't open dead inside, and it, mm. the the black and red doesn't. <clears throat> when I first saw it, it I kind of thought I immediately thought let's don't panic. <laughs> you know, it looks a bit hitchhikersy, almost. It was was the vibe I got off it. So I didn't. I liked the idea of it, but it didn't excite me enough to spend the extra money to get it. No, um, and I and I do like the original version, the artwork there. I think it's really cool. Um, you know what we ought to do? We ought, I've got our don't panic folder. Don't panic was the very first role playing game that we wrote. It's shit. But I think I might scan those pages in and give them away as a gift to our patrons on Patreon. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I just had yeah. that idea when you talked about that because I know yeah. where that folder is. Um, yeah. Anyway, that, by the by, that's by the by. We're talking Walking Dead, or shall we carry on this conversation after we have listened to what you and Matthias talked about? Absolutely. So here we are in the uh, Effect Hammam once again. And today we have um, our old friend, uh, Matthias jonsson Harker from Free League. Um, delighted to have you here with us today, uh, Matthias. I was super happy to be here. <laughs> o- always a fun time talking to you guys. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. Well, um, it's been a while. Last time, last time yeah. I saw you or spoke to you was UK Games Expo last year, which feels mm. a long time ago now. Um, but, um, obviously we're here to talk a little bit about the walking dead universe, but, um, how, are, how have you been since, uh, you gained games expo? You've been up to anything else exciting other than walking dead? Well, I, um, 
the reason why we haven't talked since then, I believe, is that I've been I've been caught up in production most of the time and haven't worked on anything or at least managed to be the game director of anything that we released recently. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of work on the the final part of the the, the Chronicle of the Throne of Thorns, the Symbarum, of course. Oh yeah. And we will hopefully see it uh, in pre-order before long, or not hopefully, we will see it in pre-order before long. Can, can you be uh, more specific about what before long means? Because I know there's a lot of people out there who are really chomping at the bit. To oh, get yeah. And, and believe me, I am too. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the translation isn't uh, 100% done yet, right. because Niklas, who is my main guy for translating Symbarum has had some other work to do. And that is always the case when, when uh, you have freelancers being part of your project. So yeah. uh, unfortunate, but and, and, uh, I mean, it's the same situation really regarding the art. Uh, we're not quite there yet on the art. So, and I want to be able to offer uh, beta or even alpha PDFs uh, during the pre-order, right. So uh, we, uh, my my aim is early April. Okay, so not the, long the then. Not long. Not very long. No. Okay, excellent. That'd be good news for mm. for. Uh, and then, of course, I've I've um, with Matthias Lilia back at his old day job. I've uh, assumed the responsibility for the five E line. The Sim Ruins of Symbarum 5e. Right. Yeah. So we just released the Adventure Compendium and Call of the Dark, which is basically oh. the original adventure packs uh, two to four plus the Cup of Crown. Right. Yeah. Uh, for the 5e version. And it's been well received. So it's fun. And, and yeah. And then I got involved in this project, The Walking Dead, <laughs> uh, which is. Uh, yeah, I, I was I was like uh, I don't know uh, super eager to be part of this because I've been a long-standing fan of the series, even with mm. when when others I spoke to sort of uh, abandoned the shows, uh, the Walking Dead TV series show. Yeah, uh, I never understood why because following those characters and, and seeing them and the world around them evolve has been, yeah, it's, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's been a treat for me and to be able to, you know, gamify uh, that setting and that type of storytelling. Uh, well, to be honest, Nilsin says done mo most of the, the hard lifting uh, right, when yeah. it comes to game design. But at least being part of it uh, as an editor and now game director, yeah, uh, yeah, cool. I'm having a blast. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Um, yeah, I think on the uh, on the sticking to the series, I know a lot of people who didn't get through the second season mm. who found there's a few episodes in the middle, of it, and I keep saying to them, just get past it because it really yeah. improves really quickly. Um, but uh, but yeah, so um, it's like you, I'm a huge fan of uh, mm. of The Walking Dead. So it's on Kickstarter at the moment, has been since um, March the 14th. Yes, uh, yesterday, yeah, as yeah. of recording. As of recording, <clears throat> you've got 3,631 backers with 280,000 um, pounds pledged. Mm 
going well i assume you're pleased with that matthias <laughs> oh yeah yeah <clears throat> it was i mean launching a kickstarter is always a little bit of of a you know it's nerve-wracking um, <laughs> because you never know right yeah uh and in this case I must say that it was a little bit extra. I was a little bit extra nervous because, well, we ha we haven't done a game that is so geared for uh, drama. Mm. Uh, I mean, you have both Coriolis and Simbrum games that I worked on and co-developed are very much about politics and faction play and and that sort of thing, but. Uh, I think that all who have seen the TV series know that The Walking Dead, yes, it has the exploration and the survival elements and the, the horror and the, <laughs> the action. <laughs> uh, but it's primarily a drama mm. in a, set in a very, very terrifying and threatening, uh, on a very threatening stage. Mm. Um, so, so it's interesting that you've you've branded it as the the Walking Dead universe. Yeah. What what was the thinking behind that, and what does that cover? So obviously you've got the license ah. from AMD. Yeah, AMC. That, that, uh, that's the actual name of the 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 property. Uh, right. Is the Walking Dead universe. Right. Uh, and that covers the the AMC TV shows. So not only The Walking Dead, but Fear the Walking Dead yeah. and World Beyond and so on. And yeah. there are spin-offs coming up uh, in the near future as oh, well. Okay, cool. So it's it's basically the TV series universe that you know as The Walking Dead. Right. Uh, does that does it so presumably where where the TV series diverges from the comic series, the TV series is the canon for the game. Is that right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as I understand it, and I'm not a brand ex expert, it is yeah. two separate licenses, basically. Right, okay. The comics and uh, the universe that yeah. we are working on. So. so so, in your universe, Carl does die in the horrible way that he dies, sadly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that depends on, on the, the gaming group. This is a role-playing uh, game. Yeah, so true, true. <clears throat> where, where you as a gaming group decide to place your story both geographically and in time i mean who knows maybe you get to be the ones that that uh, <laughs> that makes it so that call survives survives yeah i'm still traumatized by that scene i couldn't oh, i couldn't yeah. watch it without cracking me up it's, it's horrible <laughs> but brilliant yeah, at the same time one of many yeah horrible horrible moments yeah the, the, but the ones that you don't forget though it's like it's lodged yeah. in my head and it'll never go oh. if that's a good thing or a bad thing i'm not sure but um <laughs> okay so that's that's cool so um moving on to the game a bit then so um <clears throat> obviously it's a traditional year zero engine uh style for the game so d6 dice yeah. pulls what what have you done with the push mechanic i saw that stress is in there somewhere so is is that stress like alien stress or is there a, a, another twist on that uh first of all yes uh, you will come to recognize the stress mechanic from alien but it has 
it has different effects in The Walking Dead. Right. Because here, stress and stress die are <clears throat> linked to something that is called the threat level. And the threat level is basically, to put it simply, it's the threat for, from walkers in the environment. Uh, as, as soon as you leave your safe haven to go on a run or to try to rescue someone or that has been kidnapped or whatever the story may be, you leave your safe haven, then you are immediately a threat from this hostile, very hostile world. And, and specifically from, from walkers. Mm, yeah. uh, and the way uh, the stress mechanic ties into this is that when you push roles uh, and from other situations as well, you, you, can, you can gain stress from seeing someone get bitten or, you know, situations that really shake you up. Yeah. And when, when you have stress points, noted on your character sheets every time you do a skill role no matter what type of skill role that is even if it's a scouting role or or you 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 try to i don't know sneak past uh, a human guard somewhere or whatever uh, you will need to add stress dice to your roles so the stress yep. makes you more focused and this you will recognize from alien from i guess alien. yeah absolutely uh, but there's also the risk that you roll a walker, as we call it, uh, roll right. a one. And when you do, the, the game master has a few options of, uh, to decide what happens uh, when you roll that. You mess up in some way. Yeah. And most typically, uh, and related to this threat level, is that you make some sort of noise. You stumble over an empty barrel or you, you happen to fire your gun or... Yeah. For some reason, you, you alert the walkers in the surroundings and the threat level goes up. Yeah. Uh, and when that threat level goes up high enough, you will face a herd or a swarm of walkers. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, you know how much... As you know, Symbarum, you know how much I love the fact that sometimes the smart thing is to turn and run, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah. you should be really, really careful not to split up the group, yeah. stay together. Yeah, so there are, there are several reasons in these games for, yeah, you know, maybe not charging head on with your, yeah. with your baseball bat and your, <laughs> your six-shooter. Yeah. Uh, because the world around is so, and and this is this is something that I I think that Neil Sinse has has done very elegantly is that he uses the stress mechanic and the threat level to sort of tie the setting and the rule set together. Mm. So you have uh, like corruption uh, in in Simbrum or dark points uh, in in Coriolis. You have that mechanical element that really. Uh, impacts not only individual PCs but the, actually the world around the environment that they're yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. I've seen on the Kickstarter that you've got the little um, threat dial. Yeah, yeah, which looks really it's cool, cute, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I like, I like that. <laughs> but um, the, the the players would come to 
hate that thing. <laughs> I tell you that. In the same way that they hate darkness points that you drop into a like marbles, you drop into a like a, a metal tray. You get that horrible oh, yeah. noise every time mm. you get more darkness points. Um yeah, I love the idea of that. That looks really, really cool. And I love the idea that um like you say, you're you if you if you screw up, you are basically alerting or drawing attention to yourselves. Mm. Um on each level, so there's six levels, I think, of threat. Is that right? One to six? Yeah. Um, zero to six, zero, zero when you are in your haven. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and presumably there are, is there, are there things the GM can do on each of those threat levels or just do things then get triggered when you hit a certain level? Uh, when you mess up, the, the, the game master has several choices, in fact. We have, we have for instance, no specific uh, system for, for uh, counting ammunition. So right. one of the options you have that is that when you mess up, you realize that, uh-oh, ammunition is wrong. Out of ammo, yeah. Yeah, or uh, your, the vehicle you're driving in is, you know, the, the tank starts to get empty or you get a flat tire or, yeah. So there are quite a lot of options that the, the, the game master can, can use to make the story of your messing up interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the threat level uh, has an impact uh, specifically on the threat from walkers in the surroundings. Uh, and when it goes up, uh, the, the walkers get, <laughs> I mean, simply put, they get closer and closer to you. Yeah. So on, on, on the lower threat levels, they are not even aware that you are there. Yeah. But when you come up to a certain level, namely level three, they see you and they start closing in on you. And you get stress from that, by the way. <laughs> uh, as you would. Yeah, yeah as you would. <laughs> and then uh, it's, uh, it's basically a fight or flight. And uh, I mean, if the threat level goes up really, really high, uh, you will end up in a situation where you cannot simply outrun them. Right. Okay. Which you would do. Uh, there is an, a, a skill called mobility that you use to sort of run away from from walkers and other threats and yeah. whatnot. Uh, but you cannot use that if they are, you know, surrounding you. Right. So, yeah. Uh, you you always have the option to to make a desperate escape, which basically means that you you find some way to get up on a on a big boulder or you you crawl in inside a, a to take an example you may know from the show you crawl inside a um, a tank yeah yeah and you, yeah but you cannot save yourself from that situation you need others to help you if you are right uh, having to do a desperate escape okay i like that then it's, really it, it's for yeah. the others to you know try to lure the 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 swarm of walkers away or yeah trying to get to you somewhere yeah even though in that moment you might be safe you're not safe for very long and you can't save no, yourself i mean yeah. you, you can't save yourself yeah and you yeah, will like start of course <laughs> yeah cool really good i like that very much um so one thing i did notice on the kickstarter is um there appears to be uh, i hesitate to call it a battle map but a more kind of tactical map of an area. Is that is that because you've gone for a more tactical approach to sort of the action in uh, in the Walking Dead universe? 
Um, no. Uh, <laughs> so uh, there are two sets of stretch goal maps unlocked. But if we're looking at the one called the area map of, uh, of an area north of Atlanta, USA, uh, it is it is it is a quite a large region and uh, composed of sectors that you can investigate for resources and other survivors and of course the game master will have their own version of that area map with uh, some notes on where the, the the swarms of walkers are hiding out and in which which direction they are heading mm -hmm. and also maybe a couple of other human factions that you may or may not befriend or yeah uh, the opposite a bit a bit more like a sort of music zero zone map yeah more like a, yeah. a zone map absolutely and yeah. i mean there the, it is a rules light system in many respects the story is really in focus here but things like going on runs to scavenge for for supplies is essential in the game and there are mechanics for it yeah um uh, meeting NPC survivors uh, that may or may not be be friendly, may or may not trick you into, you know, uh, trying to steal your your supplies or mm. whatever. There are, there are mechanics for. I, I think Nilsson said it best because he he said that he has, and I think he has succeeded in this as well. He, he has tried to design the system uh, light enough to not take focus from the themes uh, that are, you know, relevant in this game. Yeah. Uh, but still detailed enough and focused enough for the, the scenes of the TV series to be... Uh, uh, to be interpreted as, as an effect of the gameplay. Yeah. You know, uh, all the scenes, all the, the stuff that happens in the TV series should be able to, you should be able to make sense of it using the rules. Using the rules. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so so, so if you've seen the, the, the show, you have a pretty good idea how this will play. Yeah. That is what I'm saying, basically. Yeah. 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 No, and that sounds great. Now, the um, the map I was looking at, there's one called the Tent Under the Bridge. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, it's a map for a small area, so it could just mm -hmm. be, um, you know, obviously just for, for a player aid. But mm -hmm. kind of thinking that, you know, another game that you could have, you, you could just add Zombies 2 to get a very Walking Dead feel would be Twilight 2000, potentially, oh, yeah. which, is, which is obviously quite a tactical game. So that I just wondered... super tactical game. This is not at all that. Right, tactical. yeah. So these, yeah. so these maps aren't for tactical play. They're... they're it, they're they're for you know, their player and GM aids to to help with the emotion. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like in most of our other games that are yeah. necessarily that tactical, uh, you still we, we use them to get a better picture of of uh, of the situation at hand because it's yeah. it's like it's scene based. I would say in how it plays. I don't think we will use that. The game is not 100% finished yet. I don't think we will use scene as a game term. Okay, but yeah. but it, it, uh, especially the survival mode scenarios that those maps come from uh, will play much like uh, a 
case file for Blade Runner or or a, a cinematic for Alien, for instance. Yeah. Or or a one shot adventure for most other games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, very focused and very uh, very focused on one specific problem. It can be that someone has run away or been kidnapped or that a massive uh, horde of walkers is you know closing in threatening your haven or some one acute problem that really needs to be solved right now yeah 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 so i wanted to come to that but i just want to ask so matthew had a question mm-hmm. um which uh which is sort of related to the twilight 2000 thing which was why should he back the walking dead universe rather than just add zombies to Twilight 2000. No, I think that makes perfect sense if you want to focus on the tactical aspect of it. Mm. But uh, people have been asking a lot of questions similar to, you know, uh, or or calling the Walking Dead universe uh, role-playing game for a a, a zombie survival RPG. And first of all, there are no zombies in the Walking Dead universe. Everyone should know this. There are walkers. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Secondly, uh, it is a it, it is a survival game, uh, but it's it's not really a survival, uh, you know, uh, management or action game first and foremost first and foremost this is a this mm. is a survival drama if ever, anything and the the, yeah. the walkers yes they are very much real and they are very much a threat but not very unlike you know packs of predators or thunderous hailstorms or other phenomenon of phenomenons of yeah. nature uh, as I see it from where I sit and this is also true for when I watch the TV show uh, it is it is largely uh, uh, a setting that deals with questions involving <laughs> humans <laughs> yeah problems yeah that rise yeah. between humans and and um, the fact that the world is now full of walkers is just one of the things that complicate human relations. Uh, and yeah, yeah, and, I mean most of the showdowns or gunfights or whatever you see in the TV series, they are between groups groups of humans, right? Yeah, yeah. It's more fear the fear yeah. the people rather than fear the walkers in many in many respects. Yeah. No, cool, cool. Um, so we mentioned earlier about mm-hmm. campaign mode and survival mode, and you've already sort of touched on that. Um, yeah. And the obvious the obvious parallel mm-hmm. for me was obviously cinematics in in uh, in Alien, and I think you've probably already covered what those survival mode um, scenarios do. In the Kickstarter, with the starter set, presumably there is a survival mode um, yep. introductory scenario that comes with that. Yep. Uh, not much, because uh, even if we, I, I can say um, we have a, a very, very good and cre- uh, both creative and constructive uh, 
collaboration with the with the AMC team, uh, we need, uh, of course, to as this is an, an external IP, we need to get things approved before <laughs> uh, yeah, before launching them. So um, I cannot tell you very much about it. It uh, the the one in the the core book will feature five pre-made pre-generated characters with their sort of all all of them with their own type of perspective on the problem at hand so to speak so there is there is good potential yeah, for right interpersonal drama and conflict uh, so is that is that a is that a, another take on the yeah, personal yeah. agenda yeah, for yeah, me yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You're not calling it a personal mm. agenda, but it is basically yeah. it's their perspective. That and you, how you any good convention scenario with pre-made characters also has this uh, quality that that there is potential yeah. for conflicts within the group. Uh, there is also uh, an NPC yeah. that tags along pre-generated, and if one of the play characters happens to die or be eaten, or you know. Things that can happen <laughs> in the world of the dead. Um, uh, you can uh, play this uh, NPC instead, uh, yeah, and yeah. it will also, I can tell you, feature uh, things. Let Let's say it will feature things known <laughs> from the TV series. Okay, it sounds like you're going to tell me something. Mm -hmm. and suddenly thought mm, I yeah. might not better say that quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> damn you go on yeah, you can, you can actually if, yeah <laughs> no uh, okay let's leave it at that <laughs> yeah no no fair enough fair enough yeah. I, don't I, I can wrong. tell you a lot about the play tests we've had here at the office in Stockholm uh, playing the, the scenario as it looks right now and I mean play, The Walking Dead is not it's not the game where you may be eat cookies and make bad jokes and sort of happy-go-lucky kind of <sighs> role-playing. Normally it is, it doesn't yeah. have to be gloomy. It can be if you want. It, it can be like, you know, kind of World of Darkness, serious for sure. Uh, but playing this, mm. uh, this uh, survival scenario and watching events unfold and the characters revealing their their true intentions to each other as, as the game progresses uh, i must say uh, say it's it's been it, it it ran very much like uh yeah I'm, I'm, this may not say very much to everyone listening but it ran very much like simbro <laughs> i felt <laughs> so it, right. it, okay so yeah uh, quite dark yeah. and dangerous and, and also you know yeah. shockingly yeah. You you laughed, but not uh, because of that that things were funnier in a silly way, but because we had so much fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it sounds cool. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, there's a couple of other things before I let you go that I just wanted to to mention. So you've obviously Free League have done sort of survival style games before mm -hmm. Mutant Year Zero, where you have the Ark. Um, yeah, and obviously Twilight 2000, Simbarum are all games mm. that involve involve that kind of thing. One of the things that I always loved 
particularly about Mutant Year Zero, which is my, the first free league game that I came to, which introduced me to all of this stuff. And I guess ended up with me talking to you here in, in many senses. Um, the thing I loved there was about the art and the haven. And I, I kind of love that idea of having having that uh, sort of focus for your for your group and your characters. Clearly in um, uh, The Walking Dead, Alexandria, Hilltop, wherever it may be, mm. are, are exceedingly important. Can you tell us a little bit about what you and Nils have done around sort of the mechanics for that? And, and how Yeah, first of all, we should and, primarily credit uh, Nils for this. Uh, again, the, the ambition with this game is to make it more rules light than Year Zero, uh, Mutant Year Zero, or many of our other games. Right. It's more in the vein of his his other games, uh, Tales from the Loop and Basin. Yeah. So yes. <clears throat> the Haven, there is a mechanic for both uh, developing the defense and the capacity of your ha Haven. And you do this by assigning workers and gear and uh, skilled NPCs, or it can be PCs as well, to do projects that take a certain amount of time. And doing those, uh, you can raise both the capacity, which basically means how many people you can support in terms of food and, and water. So, yeah. And defense, which is exactly as it sounds. Uh, it uh, Defense gives you both a, a bonus when you know acting in defense of the of the Haven uh, against single threats. And it's also meant to defend you against swarms of walkers. But I can tell you that yeah. if you want to be protected by the really huge hordes that sometimes turn, uh, you know, roam, roam the, the, the world of the dead, you need to work pretty hard <laughs> before you can count on having any defense. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. there are those two main characteristics of your haven. It's the defense and the capacity. Uh, and of course, right. things will happen that makes the defense and the capacity uh, being reduced. And if that happens, say that you have 50 or 60 people in your haven, a small community, and capacity goes down, eventually people will start to starve. So you need to build up that capacity again, and you need yeah. to go on runs to find supplies uh, right now. So th there is always this narrative pressure to not just stay in the haven. Uh, the yeah, haven, yeah. just as yeah, NPCs, like, like just as the PCs, just as, as items, they, they all have issues. Uh, flaws or it, it doesn't even have to be flaws, but it's, it's stuff that the GM can use at any moment to turn into challenges for the group. So for, for, for instance, yeah. it can be that there, there, is a, there is a way into the haven, uh, a crack in a wall or whatnot that you haven't discovered yet. And you know that at mm -hmm. any time, the GM can decide to activate that secret uh, issue and and make things go, you know, you know sideways. Yeah, mm -hmm. badly wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, great. I love it. I, I always I always really enjoy games where you've got that 
additional level to your to what mm. your character's worrying about and that that kind of home ground so this this sounds great it's really up my really up my street particularly um one other thing i was just gonna i just re- remembered um so on the Kickstarter, one of the one of the um, stretch goals was the uh, yeah. region around Atlanta. I think. Um, are there could be any rules in the game for running The Walking Dead in your hometown or, well, or somewhere well, else? Well, all it takes it? is basically one sentence, not a rule, because yeah. the, the game is definitely <laughs> designed to be played where where you want and when you want. Uh, so yeah, the, it, yeah we, we actually have a, a paragraph that that suggests that if if you feel like it you can you can uh, get an area map over your immediate surroundings where you live uh, or your favorite vacation spots or yeah some yeah <laughs> some cool place from from some other film or TV series or book. Um, and then you over make a grid overlay, uh, and you start playing. It's it's not more complicated than cool. that because it's basically it's our world, yeah. right? It's uh, I have seen yeah. people asking for you know campaign or lore stuff regarding other parts of 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 the globe besides uh, at the Atlanta region and US. Uh, but why? I mean, it's it's all yeah, there just in the make history books. Yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, brilliant. And well, on that hmm? on that very practical note, um, thanks so much, Matthias, for coming on. It's been fabulous chatting to you as always. The Kickstarter runs until the fifth of right. April, I think. Is that right? So at the point of broadcast, that's going to be another couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, if you're interested, get on there and back the Walking Dead universe. Yes, please do. Please do. Um, Come come join our swarm of of, uh, nerdy walkers. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, Brilliant. Well, on that note, thank you so much, Matthias. It's been fabulous having you on. And, um, yeah. All um, you know, all the best Thank for, you. The, for the for the Kickstarter. So it's always a delight to talk to Matthias. Uh, he's such a lovely guy. It's always such fun. He's a lovely man. He is really, really nice fella. I mean, they all are. Um, uh, yeah. I say this about all of them when we've spoken to them, but they are such nice guys. Um, and I just got a bit more and more excited about The Walking Dead whilst we were talking. Mm. And um, I think. You know, I am a big fan of The Walking Dead. I've I haven't read all of the comics, but I've read I've got quite a few of them. Uh, I haven't watched the last season yet, simply because I kind of got worn out. Um, mm. I think when I, I kind of got worn out too about three episodes into season two. Yeah, well, as I mentioned, I think in the interview, uh, you just have to get past that because season two gets a lot better very quickly. If you get past those early early episodes, oh, which, right. okay. which I agree are 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 a little bit of an obstacle to getting into the rest of it, um, and there's yeah, there's things about The Walking Dead that I don't like. I'm not a huge. I got a bit irritated at the end of season. I don't know whether it's six or seven, when they'd had a whole season of fighting Negan, um, and they'd kind of thought they'd won, and then the beginning, the end of the season was oh, 
we've got to fight Negan. And the whole next season was about fighting Negan as well. Mm. So they didn't really move the plot on at all. And, um, you know, and I think when Rick left it, it lost something for me as well. And as I said in the, in the, in the interview, Carl's death is something that I can't watch without breaking down. Frankly, it's, uh, brilliantly done, but very, very emotional. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so but I'm who's huge... the actor that plays Rick? Oh, uh, Andrew Lincoln. Andrew Lincoln. That's yeah. His name. He's yeah. good. He's very so, good. So uh, another thing that may have influenced me to back this game is I the, the, like the morning in, in uh, before that I'd suddenly got the idea that uh, Andrew Lincoln had played Egg in the um, I don't know what you'd call it uh, Gen X or Millennial drama um yeah this life uh, yeah i haven't I watched thought, that but i know what you mean yeah i thought it wouldn't be fun to put the crew from this life into the walking dead <laughs> i think you could even call it this death or something and i'm inclined to do that actually if i get the game i'll run a one-off scenario <laughs> yeah called this death and there'll, there'll be a bunch of ex-students in there you know various things in there uh, in their house and the apocalypse happens and we'll see how they deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I love, I, I really like the, the, the kind of the, the, the scaling threat mechanic. I think that's going to feel really quite cool. I like that very much. And as I said in the, in the interview, I love the idea of, of the, the Haven and building that as an element of your, <laughs> of your game. You know me, I'm a big fan of that kind of thing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm 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 really looking forward to getting my hands on it. I mean, it won't be too long because uh, the the PDF will be available um, shortly after the Kickstarter has completed. Cool. So that's yeah, so I may have left our listeners a little bit confused by that because when I first mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, or maybe even before then, I I'd got the impression that maybe the PDF would come out to backers during the Kickstarter. So apologies there. It will be apparently after the money's been taken. Yeah, because yeah, otherwise you could just you could just cancel and keep the. Uh, uh, that was my the, dastardly plan. Yeah, so that was great. It was lovely chatting to him. I'm uh, I'm really uh, looking forward to getting my hands on it. I'm stuttering because I'm trying to bring the Kickstarter up so I can say how much it is at the moment. So at the point of recording, which is Friday, uh, Friday the seventeenth. The Kickstarter is currently at uh, £360,000 with 4,625 backers and 18 cool. days to go. 18 days to go. So, um, so we're in the fallow period now and there'll be a bit of a boost there. So maybe we're looking at 6,000 backers. That's my bet. Yeah, that's a good, that's a decent bet. And uh, yeah, good stuff. If you're interested, um, go and go and back it. It's there to be backed. That sounds good. So what have we got planned for next time? I have no idea what we've got planned for next time. Uh, we'll discuss it when we meet up to game tomorrow, maybe. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, Oh, I do just want a quick announcement. Those of you who love us so much that you follow our actual plays, I started chapter one of a new actual play um, a couple of weeks ago. I haven't done any more chapters. I've just been too busy to edit. And this bloke now is writing all the time. So uh, it, yeah, it, we will right. at least finish this story at some point down the line, but yeah, yeah I just need a couple of days free. What's, that. Is, so, is, it, is that still Toto? 
it's still Toto. We, we, cool. we're, we're doing the adventure about um, Tony's mum. Ah, okay, nice, nice. So we just unpacked the box and decided to go uh, west, and um, that's as far as we've got. Cool. The world waits in suspense to find out what we'll discover there. <laughs> Excellent. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I think that's us for Friday evening. And, um, yeah, so it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. And may the icons bless your adventures. You have been listening to The Effect Podcast, presented by Fiction Suit and the RPG Gods. Music stars on a black sea, used with permission of Free League Publishing.